This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Purple and ExpressVPN. Sorry to have to start this show on a somber note, but uh, as we're sure that you've heard by now, legendary comedian Norm MacDonald passed away at just 61 years of age on Tuesday of this week after what appears to be a uh, nine-year battle with cancer that he had kept private. That's classic Norm right there. It's a great joke. Um, But uh, yeah, no, this is terrible, and we can't possibly explain the amount of influence and laughter that his very specific brand of comedy brought to us in our younger years and beyond. But he was one of the best to ever do it. A classic stand-up. He re- and uh, honestly, like one of the, like, you know, we live in a, an age of podcasts and talk shows and comedians have a lot of places to go and talk. But like literally every single Norm MacDonald guest appearance on any talk show or podcast was just pure gold from the start best. to finish. Yeah. And you all know by watching the show that uh, a lot of celebrities die all the time and we rarely do like eulogies. But this one, it just, it hits really hard. And it's always difficult to see someone that you looked up to as a kid pass away, especially when he wasn't that old. Yeah. 61 is not old. Yeah. It's, so it's even more shocking. It's way too young. Yeah. Uh, especially for Norm, whose deadpan style of joke telling would have only gotten stronger and funnier as he grew older. I, uh, he, he was the master of like the kinds of jokes that your granddad would tell. Yeah. And he never even made it to like old age, which is yeah. uh, tragic. Uh, from his first appearance of doing stand-up to his stint on SNL that featured him as the host of Weekend uh, Update and brought us Celebrity Jeopardy's Burt Reynolds to the movie Dirty Work and uh, even his appearances as a guest on various talk shows and the way that he completely torpedoed YouTube's attempt to launch a successful comedy network when he was invited to appear on their live stream. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was one of the best uh, recent ones where YouTube was like, we're doing this big push for comedy on YouTube and we're going to do a big live stream with celebrities and everything and it was like, I think it was like Kasim G hosting, <laughs> and then Norm Macdonald shows up and just takes all of the air out of the out of the fucking room. It was great. He was calling me a fat pig. Well, I mean, nobody's gonna disagree with him. Oh, Kasim. I'm sorry, Norm. <laughs> I've got an acid tongue. <laughs> you do. You're an acid-tongued Arab. <laughs> We're joined by the talented trio called the Lonely Island. Yeah, you we'll know be what on I call the big. What do you call them? I call them Sandberg and the other couple of fellows. <laughs> the Mind Squad <laughs> is, how, is how Rolling Stone put it. Yeah, and also, uh, yeah, it, as you've probably seen, heard, or read by now, um, his weekend update uh, stint was legendary because he was one of the only people on TV that would make fun of O.J. Simpson during the, the murder trial. Yeah. O.J. Simpson's lawyers have decided to skip hearings on DNA evidence and go right to trial. Asked why they did this, the lawyers replied, we want to get O.J. acquitted as speedily as possible so he can get back to doing what he does best, killing people. And uh, it arguably got him fired. Got him fired from the job, yeah. But uh, yeah, every time he's on screen, you knew it was going to be hilarious, whether it was because of his jokes being delivered just with the perfect, weird delivery or because of the sometimes unsuspecting audiences like confused reactions to his shtick. It was, yeah. it was never not entertaining. Half the audience would be just like dying and half the audience would be like, why is everyone laughing? What's so the, funny? The perfect example of that one is the Bob Saget, the, the Bob Saget roast where it like the people on stage get it, but the audience does not. Yeah, and it a, is a clear separation of who is like super into comedy and people who are just going to a place to try and laugh. It's a super meta thing he did where he, uh, he dug up a bunch of like old like joke books from, 
like the 40s yeah. that were like joke books that you're supposed to take to like uh, like corporate events and stuff Ladies like and that. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. Yeah, and just put him, put him on note cards and read them just deadpan. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, when we heard that he had passed, uh, we did what everyone always does whenever things like this happen. We went on a trip down memory lane, visited a, a bunch of links that were long turned purple from repeated views to try and laugh instead of cry, but one of them really got me. Um, now, one is uh, literally the funniest appearance in late night show history. And the one that'll really hit you hard is it's classic Norm stand-up. But it's one where he, he ends up actually getting emotional over his friend David Letterman's retirement. Um, the other, it's going to literally have you rolling on the floor in laughter. Um, they're both important for different reasons. And we've already said uh, what the second one was, but let's explain the first, the, the very funny one. Uh, Norm was a guest on Conan O'Brien's Late Night Show. He was a guest a bunch, but this one in particular. Uh, it happened in 1997, and he moves out of the guest chair, and he lets uh, the next guest, Courtney Thorne-Smith, take that seat to talk about the final season of Melrose Place and to promote, to promote her, her new upcoming movie with Carrot Top. Chairman of the board. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 don't spoil it. <laughs> It is undeniably one of the funniest conversations to happen on late night television. And uh, for the Generation Z out there that hasn't seen it yet, yes, there is some coarse language that you shouldn't use anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's fu it's fucking hilarious. Uh, both links are in the description below. Uh, and, and it's not that we wouldn't risk showing these here, but it's like showing a clip of these full uh, appearances would not do them justice. Yeah, and you also with Norm MacDonald, he, he didn't really do zingers. You had to... The whole... It was a whole experience. Uh, and a lot of my favorite ones, he was the master of a type of joke called the shaggy dog joke, which is an intentionally long-winded uh, story that... The uh, moth? There's the moth. Yeah. There's uh, the porpoise. Yeah. Um, oh, God. There's one that he told Howard Stern that's, like, literally 10 minutes long. And, uh, yeah. Has, like, a, a classic It's called, uh, yeah. like... Rotten Johnny or something like that. It's, but uh, uh, it's fantastic. If for some reason you uh, are a bit younger and you haven't uh, experienced the brilliance of this man, those two videos specifically are a great little bookend because one is one is uh, mid '90s, the other is fairly recently, six years ago or so. Yeah. Um, we promise that they are worth your time. And, and as we say, rest in peace, Norm. We'll leave you with a quote from him about battling cancer. I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if you die, the cancer dies at the same time. That's not a loss, that's a draw. So, uh, so yeah, depressing, but uh, I mean, at least it's an excuse to uh, go watch that was Norm the... McDonald clips, of which you will never run out of him, because again, he- So many appearances. He was, he, I mean, there's obviously his stand-up, but just the amount of times he went on talk shows and that he, was he had his own YouTube uh, live show for a while yeah. that had a great. Uh, there was a 9/11 joke. It's one of the one of the only like truly funny 9/11 jokes. Oh my god, he went on the Daily Show <laughs> like a week after Steve Irwin died and yeah. did a whole bit yeah. about the crocodile hunter. It's like the man was prolific yeah. and absolutely no filter, uh, and also he, years. The, the Since the invention of YouTube, when you were able to easily accept, uh, access uh, videos from throughout history, there's so many times, countless times every year, that you'd watch one, like one would pop up on like Reddit videos, and you'd be like, oh, I've seen this a thousand times, this is a great Norm MacDonald bit. Mm -hmm. And then you would be watching Norm MacDonald videos for the next five hours. 
Yeah. Uh, it's one of the good rabbit holes you can go down. Um, and who could forget Turd Ferguson? Yeah. It's a funny name. It's a big it's, hat. It's <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's um, a rough one. Moving on from that uh, depressing news to uh, something to lighten your mood a little bit. How about some 9-11 tributes? Yeah, sure. That'll, that'll brighten things up. So over the past 20 years... Literally 20 years. Yeah, we've seen various attempts to honor the memories of those lost during the September 11th terrorist attacks from in-store displays like this one where the Twin Towers were recreated with cans of soda, Mm -hmm. Uh, the infamous uh, 9-11 mattress sale commercial that offered the Twin Tower sale, which allowed customers to purchase any mattress for the price of a twin-size mattress. Yeah. Great deal. That is a great deal. I love that video. Uh, My favorite part of it, (laughs) <laughs> is uh, when she turns to the camera. Oops! Uh, yeah, she. <laughs> it ends with her accidentally knocking her two associates into the two, into the towers of stacked mattresses, which topple them. And she's like, oh my God. And then at the very, very end, she turns to the camera. We'll never forget. Yeah. That's just the, the, the zinger look, at the end of it. The thing is, is like, this was, by all accounts, a very real ad made in earnest. Yeah. And they ended up, uh, they thought the they woman were involved. Something. Ended up going on like morning talk shows to apologize and all this, but what it was was like the definitive perfect comedy about a tragedy. Yeah, like you couldn't have done that with a writers' room full of the best comedic writers from like Harvard. Yeah, yeah, it's uh... and just some people whipping something together and they made uninten- unintentionally. Yeah, their little local mattress store yeah. and, uh, made the news. Yeah, but uh, at the very least, brands have appeared to. Uh learn from their various mistakes over the past two decades and as far as we can tell there wasn't anything excessively weird that stood out for the 20th anniversary of the attacks but that doesn't mean that regular old salt of the earth american people can't accidentally uh, shock their communities with some pretty shocking imagery yeah uh a small town in indiana hosted its annual popcorn festival this past weekend and uh one of the main events of this popcorn celebration is a parade down Main Street with floats designed by the locals. But it seems as though a local Republican group went up maybe just a little bit too far while trying to honor the victims of the 9-11 terrorist attacks at the Valparaiso Popcorn Festival. Because their float was literally a recreation of the two towers after two planes had struck the buildings with gaping holes visible and a smoke machine that made it appear as though it were still on fire, with smoke just billowing out of it. Um, they they said they would never forget, and, and they uh, certainly they won't after this. That, yeah. It's just like, ah, uh, geez, the popcorn festivals on 9/11. We didn't plan it this way. It's just it's on a Sunday. Well, let's and, just do something tasteful to keep everyone's minds. Yeah, on, well, maybe uh, we'll have a local poet write something and give a speech. Okay, how about this? I'm gonna build two. <laughs> Scale models of the towers, and they're going to be blown the fuck out. They're not collapsed yet, but the planes have hit. We'll put a little smoke machine inside of it. It looks really cool. Billowing. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll drive it down Main Street. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, yeah. So uh, here's here's the actual video of someone witnessing this, complete with overheard commentary from stunned, stunned festival goers. <laughs> yeah, the the reaction I believe from uh, the people witnessing it is accurate. Yeah, no one seemed to uh, want to you know stop the truck and like beat people up or anything. But it, it was like 
This so, seems Jesus weird. Christ, is this in bad taste? Like, anyway, yeah, that's a that's a float that you'll never forget. True. According to Facebook posts and reporting from local affiliate WTHR, the Valparaiso Republicans had multiple posts on its Facebook page about the float, including one celebrating earning an honorable mention. <laughs> There's a float contest, <laughs> the, and they got a ribbon. Yeah, the, the Valparaiso Republicans Facebook page later limited comments on the post, and then around 2 p.m. on Monday, the Facebook page was taken down after TMZ posted a story on the float. The page came back up later in the afternoon with the following statement. Our popcorn festival float was inspired by the courage and sacrifice of those we lost on September 11th, 2001, and recently in Kabul, Afghanistan. We felt it important, considering the parade coincided with the 20th anniversary of that horrible day, and that Indiana welcomed home one of the Afghanistan fallen the next day to dedicate our float not to politics and candidates, but to the innocent civilians, first responders, and brave military who perished and whose memories we'll never forget. We wish no disrespect and regret that our tribute to the lives lost and those who continue to serve was to some perceived in bad taste. <laughs> you you could have just done like a giant firefighter's hat or something. Yeah. Um, like or a seal, like the New York firefighter seal or like even like Pennsylvania anything except for smoldering towers ready to collapse with smoke machines going. Yeah. Look, I, I wish they could just leave politics out of the popcorn festival. The popcorn festival the Valparaiso annual popcorn festival is sacred ground. It only would have been worse if actual popcorn was coming out of the holes that the planes had created. Oh, if it was like a big like popcorn, a popcorn machine. A popcorn machine with the, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or like the clouds of smoke are made with popcorn to bake the clouds. They didn't really theme it towards the popcorn festival, which is, I think, the most offensive part. Yeah. 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 Anyways, moving on. Monday night was the Met Gala. And oh, honestly, I have no idea what even goes on inside that Met Gala because all I've ever heard or seen from it is the red carpet where people show off their ridiculous outfits. And this year was no exception. It featured Kim Kardashian and Kanye West dressed up like shadow people. <laughs> Sleep paralysis team. <laughs> yeah, or Dementors. <laughs> they were scary. Yeah. Uh, there was They're back together again now? Well, what the fuck is it? Because he married her at the Donda like, listening party. But then he unfollowed her on Instagram, uh, which is the ultimate betrayal. I don't care. I think they, they, they want me. They're trying to get me to care, and I will not be taking the bait. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just staring at Travis Barker with the other Kardashian. Or Jenner, or whichever one. Yeah, and then uh, Megan Fox, uh, Megan and Machine, Fox Gun and Machine Gun Kelly, making out in the bathroom. I mean, she looks great. Although I was like, that was the VMAs, though. That's different. Yeah, I was like, Meg Megan Fox looks great for her age, and I'm like, oh, she's actually my age. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great for my age. She looks great for my age. Uh, yeah, but uh, he also uh, was it. Uh, what's his guy's name? Connor, not Connor Oberst. Connor uh, McGregor. Oh yeah, he through the through the water. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. What a mess. Anyways, back to the Met Gala, <laughs> the other fashion show that happened this week. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was dressed up as a cowgirl. Yeehaw! The theme was like uh, uh, the lexicon of America was the name of it. Okay. Anyways, uh, Kim Petras was literally a horse. Yeah, too much. I can't say it. <laughs> too no! Much, too much paste. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep again. i got to keep wheeling out the bleep machine. Yep. Frank Ocean had a bright green robot baby that matched his hair color. Uh, and Lil Oz X uh, looked like he was dressed up as C-3PO, but people have pointed out that this was most likely inspired by a Japanese cartoon called Fate, Stay, Night. I wouldn't know. I don't watch hentai. So I, he looked like C-3PO to me. Mm -hmm. But uh, obviously the most talked about outfit from the entire night went to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wore a white dress with Tax the Rich written across it in bright red. 
I'm, I'm so tired of this dress. So according yeah. to social media posts, I saw the picture of it. I was like, oh, here, here we fucking here go. Here we fucking go. So according to AOC's own social media posts, the dress was designed by an immigrant designer and it was loaned to her. But uh, traditionally, nearly everything worn to the Met Gala is on loan or not paid for at all by the person wearing no, it. No, like none of these be... people are taking this home and being like, yeah. I paid for this, it's mine. Like they might take it home as like, wow, I really wore that C-3PO outfit. I'm gonna yeah. hang that in my closet. I might you know, wanna but wear this again. Companies and designers provide that so that they get notoriety yeah. from the dress that's being It's the being same worn. with any red carpet. Yeah. Um, so look, was, uh, the whole thing was, it's just kind of odd yeah. she, that she chose to do this in order to get that specific message across because uh, it is such a, a grandiose, bougie event. Yeah. I mean, everyone would have had to know that this would drive right-wingers absolutely insane, but also potentially rile up people on the left. So, I don't know. It felt performative, which it literally was. Yeah. And trollish, which it literally was. Um, yeah. I mean, look, there's definitely the argument that socialism doesn't just mean wearing a a barrel with suspenders. Yeah. And uh, although that would have been a great choice. I I think that would have gone over much my, better. My argument was that she should have shown up in a barrel because that yeah. would have got people talking. In a different way. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, the, the statement tax the rich is focused specifically on the obscenely wealthy who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. Many of whom were probably there that night. Uh, yeah, but that's the but, thing is it's like when, specifically with this like tax the rich stuff, it's like, look, yeah, it'd probably be better if we could get a couple more dollars out of like your grandparent who has like three vacation houses. But mm -hmm. you're talking about obscene wealth. Yeah, like, you, the Jeff Bezos is of the world, like obscene wealth that's just being hoarded. Yeah, when it could be used for better things than being hoarded. Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, my my take on the whole thing is that the dress is cringe, but the discourse is cringier. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's just maybe not the best way to spread. <laughs> The message, a very important message that I agree with. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe just not the the right way to, to spread that message, considering who else attends the Met Gala and how much the whole thing costs and how it would be perceived across the board. Um, and yeah, the free talking points that it provides to all of her opponents. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like free here. Take take all of these talking points that you can use against me. For also, free. also, she had literally no control over this, but there was a Black Lives Matter protest literally across the street. Well, people getting the like, same arrested time. and yeah, shuffled well, away. So and... it's like, yeah, the juxtaposition there, it's not good. How would she have known? Yeah, that exactly. But was yeah. gonna happen. It's just like, you could have not drawn this negative attention yeah. very easily. I don't know. By I... showing up in a barrel. Look, they don't always land. Not everything's gonna land. And uh... But this one specifically felt trolley on purpose, which I don't, I don't know if it's the right course of action because like we just had troll president and I am exhausted. I'd rather not have everyone fighting all the time. I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon, but like mm -hmm. it is very, it is a very aggressive way to display it. But yeah. uh, if anyone could upstage AOC and not even attend the Met Gala, yeah. it had to be Nicki Minaj. Well, more, to be more specific, her friend's balls. No, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's you're correct. Balls. Okay. Nicki yeah. Minaj was obviously absent from the Met Gala this year, but uh, took to Twitter in an attempt to explain why, but also to dust in a little anti-vax conspiracy in there as well, which ended up with her potentially inadvertently outing her cousin's friend getting an STI before his marriage and using the COVID vaccine as a cover-up, yeah. which is what 
Seems like might that, be the case. That, that seems like the most likely explanation, if any of this is true at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the tweet. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Um, pray on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. This, of course, caused chaos on Twitter with nonstop jokes and memes flying down the timeline at a rapid pace. But uh, here's probably our favorite take. Bro, I have something to tell you, but just promise me you won't tell your cousin, international pop star Nicki Minaj. <laughs> also, my favorite one is literally just uh, her cousin's friend in Trinidad, and it's Randy Marsh carrying his balls yeah. down the street. <laughs> um, yeah, there was plenty of takes on this, and uh, all of them, uh, all of them hilarious because it's so outlandish. Yeah. Uh, also, if you uh, if you dare. Do yourself a favor and check out the incredible comment left by Azalea Banks on Instagram, where she does come to the correct conclusion, which is get the vaccine, but she does so in literally the most insane way possible. Yeah. It is a journey getting there. And it's just wild, because Azalea Banks is... Prolific in this kind of shit. She, uh, yeah, you would expect her to not only be anti-vax, but be anti-vax for the most batshit insane reasons, but... Because Azalea Banks is so unpredictable, she's actually pro-vaccine, but yep. still for the same batshit <laughs> fucking crazy reasons you would yes. expect her to be anti-vaccine. Yeah, the entire paragraph that she posted is nothing but trigger words for the YouTube algorithm, so we can't even read it here. It is, like, YouTube's robot would maybe malfunction if we read this and it picked it up on the closed captioning. I will say, like, she does, she uses a bit of logic in this that I'm, you would expect more people to use, where essentially part of it is just like she's using the like man-made bioweapon uh, argument, but yeah. saying like that's why you need protection. Like yeah. this thing was designed to kill you, so you need to get the vaccine. Yeah, it's there's a link to it down there. Uh, enjoy the read. It's wild. Anyways, we do have more news for you coming up. But first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Purple. Doesn't it feel like the world is working against us all? trying to get a good night's sleep, especially now during the hot months where it's increasingly hard to just stay cool in bed. Well, have no fear, Purple is here to solve your sleep issues. Only Purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool, even when it feels like a thousand degrees out. The grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, mm. the grid bounces back as you move and shift. So you never get that I'm stuck feeling that you do with memory foam. And we've got some experience with the grid because of the purple pillow that they sent us. Uh, and it's great. I've been using it a lot more because it's hot out. And uh, it is my go-to pillow now. I have, nice. I have reclaimed it. And uh, it is now mine. And I'm telling you, fucking nice, cool sleep. Yeah, I have not woken up to sweat underneath my head mm-hmm. since getting this pillow. And that used to happen a lot. I'm a very sweaty boy. Mm. Anyways, try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available too. Purple is comfort reinvented. And right now you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash todaydaily10 and use promo code todaydaily10. That is purple.com slash todaydaily10. Promo code todaydaily10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash todaydaily10. Promo code todaydaily10. Terms do apply. And this episode is also sponsored by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through that unassuming box that you keep hidden beneath a pile of laundry in your closet. Could be anybody. Now that they know where it is. Yep. 
When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. Well, ExpressVPN is here to keep you secure. You can browse more anonymously. When you use ExpressVPN, ISPs cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's also easy to use. You fire up the app and you click one button. And it works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. We use it all the time. I had it on my phone uh, up until like today, and I realized that the VPN was on when I was getting uh, looking up news, and I was getting local news from <laughs> somewhere across the country. Ugh. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm trying out for a second. Because I went. the thing was is I went to a coffee shop and sat outside and logged onto their Wi-Fi because my service was bad there, and I was like, instantly got to put ExpressVPN yeah. on. So it's very easy to use. You, As I just said, you won't even know that it's on, and especially on your desktop computer and stuff like that. Is it's the same amount of ease. It drops down, you click the button, you're good. So secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash today daily. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash today daily. And you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash today daily. All right, back in the news now with some shocking accusations from concerned mothers about Victoria's secret broad tracking technology? What? Mm. Okay, well, we have to warn you. You will lose brain cells watching this next video, but it is just so incredible to see how far these types of people have gone off the deep end with conspiracy theories, especially ones that are so easily refutable and stupid. So a woman thinks that she's exposed some huge issue where Victoria's Secret is <laughs> tracking everyone and also somehow trafficking people who wear their bras because she, she finds something weird stuck to the tag. It's a security tag that makes the alarms go off if it isn't scanned. Yeah. It's also not hidden at all. Do we even need to mention that she's freaking out about being tracked while recording the video on a cell phone and posting the video to social media, presumably with her uh, all of her location and all that turned on and not using a VPN? No. Definitely not using ExpressVPN. It honestly boggles the mind, all of it. But here, you be the judge. I have a pink bra here. Pink. If you have... Anybody in your family that has the new pink bras? I've had this one for one year now, as of today, um, September, what? We're Labor Day. So I'm cutting off this tag, and they are tracking us. They are human trafficking us. This is how they find your daughter. This, folks, look in the bras, get rid of this. This is a tracking device. It even, it even has little numbers on it down here. They are tracking your children. It's so stupid. It's a little security tag that makes the thing beep if you walk out with it. And instead, she thinks that she's being tracked by Victoria's Secret or something or the government when she's recording the experience on a cell phone. Yeah, I mean... And uh, posting it to social media. I mean, this it really reminds me, uh, just the woman in particular who has brain rot, of the classic... Yes, yes. The classic viral video where a woman uh, very confidently explains... Well, you see here? This is, uh, the a, three. this is the ancient Hebrew symbol for uh, six, and you got six. She six, very confidently six. explains that a monster energy drink is satanic. Um which might be true, but not for the reasons that she explained. It's satanic on my <laughs> on stomach. The stomach lining, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it is truly one of the best viral videos of all time. So uh, anything that reminds me of that and allows me to go back and watch it is a plus in my book. But uh, hey, moving on, would it surprise anyone to know that uh, Instagram is bad for your mental health? Oh, what? Specifically if you're a teenager? Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked. We obviously already knew that, but uh, there's now some internal documents at Facebook that back that up, Ooh. specifically regarding how bad it is for teenagers who use the Instagram app, according to reporting from the Wall Street Journal, which is way too expensive. So we're going to have to quote from the CNBC article that uses their reporting as the source. Uh, one day we'll get there and we'll be able to afford a Wa Wall Street Journal uh, subscription like those fat cats. Yeah. But uh, anyways, here's uh, their, their reporting. Facebook has repeatedly found that its Instagram app is harmful to a number of teenagers, according to a Wall Street Journal report published Tuesday. The journal cited Facebook studies over the past three years that examined how Instagram affects its young user base, with teenage girls being most notably harmed. One internal Facebook presentation said that among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and 6% of American users traced the issue to Instagram. It continues, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. The researchers reportedly wrote. Facebook also reportedly found that 14% of boys in the US said Instagram made them feel worse about themselves, while Facebook concluded that a large percentage of teenagers aren't negatively harmed by Instagram, according to the journal. The features that the social media company identified as the most harmful are part of its key makeup. According to the report, researchers warned Instagram's Explore page, which serves users curated posts from a wide range of accounts, can push users into content that can be harmful. The app also has a culture of posting only the best pictures and moments, and it operates as an addictive product. Quote, aspects of Instagram exacerbate each other to create a perfect storm, the research said, according to the journal. Top executives have reviewed the research, according to the journal, and it was cited in a presentation given last year to CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Still, Facebook has reportedly struggled to manage the problem while keeping users engaged and coming back. This is internal. This is Facebook talking about themselves. Yeah, which is like, I mean, anyone who has, you know, suffered from any kind of like, thinking bad things about themselves or whatever has hopefully been able to pinpoint that uh, a lot of specifically like Facebook and Instagram, like hopefully you realize that people are typically at least, you know, I don't know, this year has been shitty for like a lot of people, but uh, you know, in the past couple of years, people are only ever posting the best moments of their lives. So especially teenagers who are young and impressionable, you see stuff like like influencers and uh, and even people your age posting this, these uh, the amazing lives that aren't necessarily all amazing. You're just yeah. seeing the best of, and no one. These people are having fun all the time, and they look awesome all the time. Why am I not feeling that? And have, why am I not doing they that? They have so many friends, and they always look so good. Yeah. And wow, their whole life is a party. Meanwhile, I'm bored. Yeah, and it's like okay, so it becomes a huge issue, like with a lot of people, where it's like. You know, a lot of people can't afford to go on those vacations to get those pictures, or they can't afford to have a fucking stylist do them up or afford the clothes that make people look as good as they do. It's just like this cycle that uh, can lead to a severe depression. And I mean, I guess luckily Facebook internally has figured this one out, but yeah, it is a huge problem. It, less so as you get older, because the older you get, the, le the less you care about any of this shit. Yeah, when you're young, you're still trying to figure out what life even is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, in that sense, it does get better just because you literally care less. Yeah. Um, but hey, let's move over to uh, COVID Corner. The cozy COVID Corner. <sighs> hey, we're sorry, but there's a lot going on with COVID recently, as you're aware. 
and we have to keep reporting on it. I mean, we, as much as you, would have just loved for this pandemic to be a distant memory by now. But things continue to suck, almost entirely thanks to those who choose to be unvaccinated. Another right-wing radio dude, host. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> Another right-wing radio host. As nasty as they come, yeah. has passed away uh, after getting the coronavirus. R.I.P. Bozo. <laughs> if there were any conservative radio hosts left out there, I'm not sure if there are, but if you are, you should probably just swallow your pride at this point and get the damn vaccine because this variant is tearing through your field at a rapid pace. Yeah. You don't even have to tell anyone. Just be like, <laughs> be like all the people on Fox News who are all literally all of them vaccinated, but they don't talk about it. I didn't. I forgot to bring it up in the Nicki Minaj thing, but callback. Uh, Tucker Carlson reporting on her tweet is... The screenshot of it, it kept getting passed around and everyone's just like, this is real, by the way. This yeah. is not... Uh... Is there any, literally, he's like, he does his face and he goes, maybe something we should look into. Or like, maybe something we should think about. Ugh. And it's just like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> you Fuck. fucking ghoul. God damn Anyways, it. back to this guy. So anyway, uh, the latest victim of uh, conservative <laughs> radio anti-vaccination hubris... It's a guy named Bob Enyart, who is arguably most famous for callously reading off the names of AIDS victims while playing Another One Bites the Dust by Queen in the background. Yeah. Hey, guess who just bit the dust? You yeah, piece he's, of fucking shit. He's a monster. Fuck you. Yeah, a true piece of shit, truly uh, uniquely a piece of shit among pieces of shit, and also unsurprisingly anti-mask and anti-vax. Uh, here's more from Yahoo. Bob Enyart, a notoriously homophobic right-wing radio host who refused to get vaccinated against the coronavirus, has died of COVID-19. The death was announced on Facebook. Quote, it comes with an extremely heavy heart that my close friend and co-host of Real Science Radio has lost his battle with COVID, wrote Fred Williams, co-host of the ironically named show, which routinely pushed anti-science talking points, including creationism. Real Science. Uh, it continues, Enyart's wife, Cheryl, is also sick with what oh, his website that's too calls bad. severe COVID-19 conditions. Both refused the coronavirus shot to protest the use of aborted fetal cells collected many years ago in vaccine <sighs> research and urged others to boycott the shot for the same reason. Enyart, who is also a pastor of Denver Bible Church, opposed mask mandates and called those who imposed them mask Nazis and mask mandating control freak bureaucrats. He won a lawsuit last autumn against mask mandates and crowd restrictions. Now he's dead. Uh, and, and Smoking that Enyart pack. I was wondering like how the religious exemption thing was working. And I think that is that must be what they're using in order to claim religious exemption is the vaccine development through fetal tissue, which like... Okay. What Realistically, what it comes down to is like, no, against my religion, duh, yeah, can't do it. Yeah. Which is uh, apparently a massive problem right now, specifically with police departments who are in mass refusing to get vaccinated. And they're dropping like flies. It's the number one cause of police officer death. Yeah. Literal cop killers. If you really thought blue lives mattered, you'd maybe think about doing a better job protecting him, but that's that's on you. But yeah, he's dead and the untold damage that he's caused by spreading misinformation and convincing his listeners, friends, and family to avoid the vaccine and treat the pandemic as some sort of joke might never be fully calculated. There are people out there who, I, I can't say that they're innocent, but listen to people like this and it rots their brain. Yeah. And that is sad. As we say every time, for every ghoul, there are followers who put their faith in them and were otherwise somewhat normal people before having their brain poisoned by right-wing rhetoric for the past decade, which has led us to this very dumb moment in history. Yeah. 
So remember the beginning and middle and whatever zone that we're in right now in the pandemic? We're Still in, the middle, I guess? <laughs> where everyone collectively realized that our country would actually never survive a zombie apocalypse and that all the dumb decisions that people make in those movies are actually shockingly accurate in retrospect? Mm, yeah. Well, now the pandemic, as a zombie film thought experiment, has reached a new level. COVID patients are just biting people who are just trying to help them. Yeah. Back over in Indiana, the state with the 9-11 float, a local woman was in the hospital for what appears to be over-intoxication, a.k.a. being absolutely wasted. Uh, and while she was there, they gave her a COVID test, just in case. Turns out she was positive, and, uh, well, we'll let the local ABC affiliate take it from here. An intoxicated woman who also tested positive for COVID-19 is being accused of biting a medic while in her treatment room on September 4th, according to the probable cause affidavit. A medic was trying to keep Wilson in her treatment room, but Wilson refused, according to court documents. Wilson was combative and argumentative, and it took multiple people to try to restrain her while doctors ordered a Haldol shot to calm her, court documents said. While trying to restrain her, Wilson allegedly bit the medic on his arm, breaking the skin, according to the probable cause affidavit. Witnesses saw the incident take place, and pictures were submitted as well. Wilson is facing a charge of battery against a public safety official. So yeah, we have officially reached the zombie stage of the pandemic. May God have mercy on our souls. Um, I'm not sure if COVID can pass through skin-breaking content with the mouth, but who knows? I mean, it's Break still, the skin and breathe right into it. It's getting bitten by someone who I assume probably had a pretty dirty mouth. It's yeah. bad. You got to make sure you're up on your shots. Um, yeah. So that sucks. Um, anyways, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back with some, uh, some more tech news for you coming up soon. But in the meantime, please check out the most recent episode of Weekly Weird News over here if you want to see a bunch of funny sculptures. <laughs> a bunch of dumb stories behind them. Uh, so check that out and check out the most recent episode of News Dump, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.